0: ...and pushes us around. You believe that America
1: is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers! We've been kicking ass for 200 years!
2: And those of you who are familiar with it... ...know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable... ...with your hosts, Phil Stargill and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution... Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargill and Bruce Flurry. And good morning.
3: This is Phil Stargell, and this is the abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. And I want to say this morning that uh, we are going to, uh, from time to time, may have uh, a little bit of a, uh, problem with the audio levels and things like that. So, just want to give you a heads up, folks. If uh, if you hear something, it may not be your uh, appliance, your radio, your phone, or whatever. It may be it may be uh, us contributing something that we did not want to put on this morning, but we will persevere on. You know. But uh we, we should have it should be uh shouldn't be any problems from here and there, but you might uh might want to adjust your, your levels of your uh your radio this morning. <laughs> or so Bruce, good morning. Good morning, and, Phil. And of course, Derek uh who uh supervises all of this uh electronic nonsense this morning. <laughs> <And> good morning <laughs> to Bruce and thank uh to uh Derek and thanks so much for doing a great job of uh getting us on the air. But from this point on, folks, uh just bear along with us and we will get this program going. <laughs> First of all, wanna say uh happy Constitution Day to everybody out there. And uh, the reason why we uh, we uh, have such a a robust and uh, beautiful country in this country in this in this day and age is because of our constitution. Mm-hmm. But we have a uh, vicious attack on that constitution, and uh, I don't think a lot of people quite understand it because. Uh, There has been a, over the years, there has been a change in how we address the Constitution Mm -hmm. as being our protected. The Constitution protects our God-given rights. And we have a group of politicians in this country that, that make their home in the Democrat Party that are... Not happy with the Constitution because the Constitution's own stated uh, 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 operating papers tells us that the reason for the Constitution is to limit the possibility of the government being an overbearing government and, and, and ignoring our rights, not civil rights, but our constitutional rights, and abusing those rights. And they're doing it today, and they are doing it in a big way. And mm-hmm. and I, I I I put some partial blame on the Republican Party because they seem to believe that uh, that the Democrats have good intention, mm-hmm. and I don't think that they have good intention at all because no. they have proven it from the time this country was established. That they respect no one's rights but theirs. And uh, with that, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna uh, turn it over to, to Bruce here mm-hmm. and uh, let you make an opening statement and uh, yeah, and as yeah. to what you think our Constitution is and is it under is it under
0: direct assault by the Democrat Party. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's quite obvious, uh, Phil, and thanks. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I think it's quite obvious if you look at all you gotta do is look no further than what happened uh down in uh, in uh in, in New Mexico where the governor unilaterally decided that because of the, if she could declare an emergency uh about all the uh the violence that's being uh being committed with uh, with handguns and rifles and that type of thing, that uh she could uh that she could get uh, the Constitution, and uh, she got slapped down for it. Thank God. Uh, see, uh, Phil, this, this this day and age, you would think that that people would that, that people running for office would have would probably uh, need to pass a, a test of some kind. I mean, we have, to have we have a citizenship test that, that new uh, prospective Americans have to uh, have to take and pass in order to become citizens. Well, you know, you need to have a, uh, you need to have, a, a, apparently, that should be a a a, a, a a a requirement for running for public office. I mean, how in the world are you going to be able to defend something you don't know anything about? Okay, exactly. you raise your hand, you raise your right hand, you take that Bible, you put your left hand on that Bible, you raise your... Okay, I've got, uh, hang on, we've got a, uh, we've got some late-breaking news, we've got the Skype Those working. <laughs> Finally, Phil, so we can, uh, we can dish the cell phones here. Uh, okay, well, thanks, Derek. Derek, you're a real miracle worker here. Okay, I'm going to check out here. All right, so uh, good, good. Uh, sounds good to me. So I can, I, I finally see that uh, we our audio is working, too. So anyways, what I was saying was that uh, the way it's going right now, we have politicians who have no idea uh, really, they seem to have no idea, by the way they're acting, what the Constitution is and what their restrictions are under the Constitution. We have Article One, Section Eight, for instance, lists eighteen separate and distinct—I uh, believe Madison called them—enumerated powers, separate and distinct powers which are reserved exclusively to the federal government, and any other any other powers that are not listed under the uh, un- under Article One, Section Eight. They revert back to the states in the form of the Tenth Amendment. It's called federalism. Now, the uh, the Constitution, especially when you look at the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, especially, they are the ones that are under under, under the, the most widespread assault and attack. There's a reason. There's a reason why we have, and we're going to go to Mill Harris in a minute here, but there's a reason why we have the First Amendment and the Second Amendment in those orders in that order. First of all, the the framers. The framers considered the right to speak your mind without fear of government retribution or interference or uh, punishment. And the Second Amendment is there to protect the first. So there's a hierarchy here. If you look at it from you know, one right through uh, through uh, number 27, there's a hierarchy there, and they spell out what what uh, the, the, uh, the what government's responsibilities are under the Constitution, so you don't trample on the rights of the people. And uh, Barack Obama, uh, infamously or famously or infamously, if you would, depending on how you look at it, he called it a bill of negative liberties. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and because the con because the Constitution uh, prevented him from doing certain things that a dictator or a monarch would do, and. Uh, and, it, and I, I remember him saying definitely he could not unilaterally do some of these things to some of these audiences, especially the ones talking about uh, about immigration. Just uh, let 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 the people in. And he says, well, I, I can't I can't do it. I can't do that. I can't do that at all. And then what does he do? He signs he, uh, he signs his executive orders and orders the floodgates open. And this is where we have a problem now. We have a problem with fentanyl coming across the border. We have a problem with uh, human trafficking coming across the border. We have a problem, Phil and Darrin and everybody out there, with an influx of migrant, quote unquote, migrants. Many of whom are single men of military age, and and Phil, get this, a lot of them are wearing camo. Yeah. Now yeah. what's hap- What happens is Article Four. Section four of the United States Constitution says, the United States shall guarantee to each state in this union a republican form of government, and shall protect each from invasion and domestic violence. Yes, yes. exactly. But what we have right now, we have we have gaps are are, are welded open in our in our border wall, especially yes. in the Arizona sector. There's a hundred over a hundred over a hundred. Open spaces there, floodgates. Okay, the original intent is to prevent uh, you know water from building up uh, on that side of the wall during uh, the rainy season, during the monsoon season, and also to let wildlife migrate. Well, guess what's happening? Because there's nobody there. There's nobody even even keeping an eye on these on these uh, on these open floodgates. You're getting carload after carload after carload of quote unquote migrants coming up, being dropped off by the cartels. Which are controlling massive, massive portions of our border, Phil? Now, with that, is, massive, would that be, and, and nobody's there. And the and the and, and the people that they drop off when the first when the first American they come across, like a reporter or something like that, they'll say, "Well, we expected to, somebody to be here, but nobody was here, so we just walked in." Yeah. Now, would that be considered an invasion? It's an invasion. Okay. What do you call a hundred thousand, nearly a hundred thousand people that have died of opioid? Uh, overdoses in the past year, 70,000 of which were due to fentanyl alone. What do you call running guns? What do you call, of course, it's an invasion? Well, this is why I said the Republican Party is, is, is culpable
3: for their negligence. They should be, they should be filing charges in impeachment yeah. for, uh, the president and his crew, especially the, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mayorkas. Mayorkas. Oh,
0: Mayorkas, yeah, that it guy. They should impeach him immediately because... Well, you no, know, the thing is, impeachment is only the first start of the step in the process. You have to undergo a trial in the Senate, and it has to be two-thirds of the Senate, which is, you know, which... Uh, it's not it's not gonna happen right now because of the, the Senate control is controlled by Democrats. Exactly um, right. and, but, if but, but, uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna forget Milt. <laughs> can we go to can we go to our good friend Milt Harris on yeah, the phone real quick? I, I wanna make this one point before we sure. go. Yeah. Uh the the fact that the
3: uh the Democrat uh Senate and all of them, they should be. It is an invasion. We are indeed of invaded. Course. We I, we have uh, uh, knowledge of millions of people coming across that border. There's no other term for it, but it but, but 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 even further then the president stops people like uh, the the governor of Texas from mm-hmm. putting up anything to stop this invasion. So what you're doing is they're they're their duties to mm-hmm. protect the country from invasion, and then. Stopping the Texas uh, uh, and, and maybe uh, Arizona and, and New Mexico, too, from doing anything
0: to defend the border. Of course. Exactly. And and, and let's, let's not forget all these all these states along the Gulf, from Florida to Alabama to Louisiana to Texas to Arizona to New Mexico to California. They're all poor. They're all points. They're all points of entry, whether illegal, whether uh, legal or, or otherwise. Uh uh, you know, uh, Mill's been real patient uh, okay. listening yeah. to my little rant here. So let's 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 get to Mill and see what he has to say. Okay, okay, Phil.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, Mill. Good morning. Hey, Bill. Good Happy Constitution morning, Day, good my morning, friend. Good morning,
4: Phil. Happy uh, day. I'm glad to talk to you this morning. And uh, Constitution yep. Day is a great yep. day. But you know, a constitution is the only valid well, if you are uh, a republic. I don't- <laughs> I don't know. Can. Maybe uh, Nisha was calling or something like that. A but, democracy uh, council uh, uh, come
0: on. Uh, call back when you get a chance. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. You always have some great, such great things to say uh, on the broadcast. Um, but getting back to this, okay, now this is also, uh, looking at the article here, uh, Phil, about Constitution Day on Wikipedia. And you can look it up, too. It's quite fascinating. Uh, Iowa schools first recognized Constitution Day in 1911. In 1917, the Sons of the American Revolution formed a committee to to promote Constitution Day, and the committee included members like Calvin Coolidge, John D. Rockefeller, and General John Pershing. Now, this is also here, uh, this is also Citizenship Day. Um, Yeah, as an American federal observance who recognizes the adoption of the Constitution in 1787 and those who have become U.S. citizens. And, And, you see, this thing is, again, we have... A, 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 I have to say we have a constitutionally illiterate electorate. Okay. Yes. Uh, they they know about freedom of speech. And they know about uh, you know right to keep and bear arms. But do they know about federalism? Do they know about uh, Fifth Amendment uh, uh, protections? Okay. Um, you know in, in a court of law you cannot you're not allowed to uh, you're not being compelled to testify against yourself because that would be self incrimination is what they call it. Um, what about uh, what about some of these other amendments? Okay, do they are these things even being taught on the uh, on the, uh, the on the high school or even grade school level? No, I think no, what, I think what's what being, need to, being taught, yeah. What's yeah. taught is ways
3: to get around the Constitution by using civil right laws. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and, 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 and so. Uh, they have indoctrinated our kids into the schools to believe that the government is, is, is there to make sure that they that they do what the government says. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. Yeah. The thing is that the people's <laughs> uh, rights are there and we are unique in the world with that constitution. Right, no other government on the face of this earth limits the power of the government. Yeah, for us, and that's what it is: It's a mm-hmm. constitutionally limited republic. The yeah. laws are strict to keep the the uh, the government from overreach over the citizens. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, but the the, the uh, schools are teaching that. Uh, that the, the the rights are for all for you know just uh uh personal and, and, and things like that. No, mm-hmm. it's the whole thing of it is to limit the government from overbearing uh over the people. Yeah. And so uh but it but it is a protected the laws are there to protect your rights, not to give you rights that that are uh, against uh, another group of people that's, that's what the Democrats specialize in telling you yeah, and, and not, not
0: only that but uh, uh, I, I would I would I, I think the 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 the, the, uh, the situation where has gotten to the point where you don't where a lot of young people don't really understand because well, what they'll ha- what'll happen is they will they will get they will get the two documents confused: the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. And the things we need to be remember is that the, that the the Declaration of Independence established the United States as a, as a country separate from from you know from 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 the nation of of, of Great Britain. Okay, now and then. The Constitution obviously, once you establish a government, once you establish a country, you have to have a system of government, and you have to have a document which spells out how that government is to constituted, and all the uh, all the all the things that go along with that. A lot of people see. A lot of people say, "Well, you know, it's uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness?" That's in the Constitution. Well, no, it's not. It's in the Declaration of Independence. And this is where a lot of people get confused. And this is a this is a direct fault of our education system.
4: Exactly, right.
0: Exactly. Too often, folks, too often we have and we see teachers. We see teachers, people in the education establishment, that type of thing. They have no idea. They can't even they can't even tell you what form of government we're supposed to have. We do not have a democracy. We do we have a republic limited by this, by this wonderful, fantastic document which is unique in all the history of mankind. Britain didn't have it. Britain, how long has Britain been around? 1,400 years, something like that. France, the same way. Uh, Italy. All these countries in, in Europe, countries, yeah. they, they do not have a constitution like we have. Which, which, Our neighbor which, next door, Canada, does yeah, not. Okay. Canada does not. I didn't even realize that, that uh, Britain does not even have a written constitution. Huh. How, now, how, how, is it, how is a country able to function like that? You know, unless you have it actually set down there in writing like we do. And the thing was, the original Constitution, four pages of parchment. Four pages. Well, what is the Federal office, Register? What are Two hundred and some odd thousand pages. But, you know, but England, it comes from a tradition of kings. Of course, we, yeah. We've never had a king in this country. <laughs> oh, well, I will tell you what, John. If, if John Adams had his way, George Washington would have been, would have been well, <laughs> king. <Yeah. laughs> they go, well, wait a minute. We just we just fought a revolution to get away from kings, yeah. and that's another thing. That's another thing. Okay, why did they settle on a republic? They settled on a republic for the simple reason that, that uh, uh, but a, a constant uh, republic a, a republic that was limited by a constitution. Okay, all these republics in the past did not have those limitations. Plato's republic didn't have limits. The uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the French French Revolution they did not have they did not have a constitution that would protect and guarantee the, the rights we already have, and and enshrine them into law. All these and the 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 founders were not, or the framers were not dumb. Okay, they a lot of them were very accomplished people. You know, doctors, lawyers. You know, no Indian chiefs or anything like that. But, uh, and, and 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 they studied history. They they look at all these forms of government over the over the years. And and, and I believe uh, our good friend uh, 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 Michael Warren wrote the America's Survival Guide. He touched on this. Uh, I think he, I believe he touches on this in the pages of that great book, that uh, that you had to have something, and they realized what they realized what democracy meant in its purest form. Okay, mob rule. Okay, the the, the, the you could you could you could uh, uh, like Mark Scott would say, nine hungry cannibals devouring the tenth. Okay, we outvoted you, so therefore we can take your stuff. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, at least not supposed to. Well, that's yeah. just one example, right? So the founders, when they're the framers, they, they studied all these forms of government. And they decided, they settled on a republic which has limitations in order to protect the rights of the people. Consent of the government, right? Goes back to the Declaration of Independence. And when the people... When, the, when government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to seem to them most likely to affect their safety and happiness. And that's what it's about, the bottom line. How are we going to be able to live our lives to attain our, full, our fullest human potential as possible? How are we going to be happy? Can we be happy paying like, you know, with a uh, 35 or 40% marginal tax rate, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> I don't think Derek would be happy with it either. <laughs> and I know you sure as hell wouldn't be.
3: Yeah, no. it, yeah. And the, the one thing that also te- tells me that uh, they're yeah. not teaching this in school is because they can tell you that uh, this wow. country has always been one way or another, mm-hmm. and and the one thing that has been very popular is people saying that the country has always been a bunch of racists. Yeah, and that's not true. If it was, goodness knows we would never have been able to climb out of slavery, let alone do some mm-hmm. of the things that have been done in this country by Black Americans. Yeah, and the thing is that that that. Uh, that one political party in this country has been able to do the things that they said is so bad and no gotten away with it by using the the uh, the treasure of this country to to buy the votes. And, uh, uh, and, and, and and get themselves elected as the majority and try to change this country from the republic to a democracy. Mm-hmm. And, and you see that it yep. is being blatantly put in front of us. We've mm-hmm. got co- Congress people yep. singing in Congress talking about, we're going to pack the court. We're going
0: to pack the court. And we're going to put two new states. D.C. Yeah. and Puerto Rico. Yeah. And pack state. Which means four new Democrat senators. That's called packing the Senate. They're going to the in the Senate in and in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, you know, this was D.C., a federal city. That's as close. The, 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 the vote against, uh, in favor of uh, Biden, was like 95 to 5. Now, that is the type of stuff that you would see in Havana, Cuba. Yeah. Or. Uh, or uh, Tehran, or or uh, Beijing, or Pyongyang. Well, they don't even have elections in North Korea, so what the heck? Anyway, we've got a few seconds here. Uh, we're talking about Constitution Day, and we will be right back uh, after, uh, after the break. So we'll see you on the other side.
2: You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Starchell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty.
4: Join the conversation at 734 Hello, I'm Milt, and this is, logically speaking, uncensored. E pluribus unum, the melting pot and unity. E unum is defined as From many, one. For years, this phrase was the motto of the United States and the basis for the melting pot concept. And when joined together, they formed a foundation for unity. The melting pot concept was intended to funnel foreigners coming into the United States into a pathway whereby they would be refined and acculturated in constitutional laws, civilities, and national patriotism. The Revolutionary War was fought to create a nation. The Civil War was fought to save the nation. And the United States' victorious involvement in World War II was fought to preserve the nation. The word united, placed before America, is no accident. It is a statement of cohesiveness. And cemeteries at home and abroad contains the remains of thousands of brave Americans who proudly called the United States home. And they did not die for a divided United States of America. Once the United States had a procedural process to filter immigrants, They were evaluated for mental and physical health, infectious diseases, character references, and financial capabilities. And they had to learn English. Many were so proud to be legal Americans, they often changed or modified their names. But today, illegal immigrants and other anti-American interlopers, supported by Democrats and Saul Alinsky Republicans, feel entitled to ignore and disobey legal conventions. America was built on the proposition of national unity, but today there exists a sad state of affairs whereby it is being fractured and fragmented by hate America first zealots who are polarizing and dividing the nation into categories, enclaves, and segregated neighborhoods with fascism concealed within political correctness. Collectivists say diversity, not unity, is the strength of the nation, and multiculturalism and bilingualism is better than the melting pot. But history reveals that without a melting pot of commonalities, the result is anarchy, cultural upheavals, riots, mob rule, and political insurrections. If the United States is to survive, there must be a return to the precepts of e unum and the melting pot. Because it is the lack of assimilation that divides America and metastasizes into class warfare, racial animosities, segregation, and violence. The Statue of Liberty, a symbol of freedom and unity, does not say give me your huddle, anarchists, hyphenated people, or confused genders yearning to be enslaved by communism, socialism, religious fanaticism, or political party dictators. For over 300 years, the declaration, united we stand, divided we fall, remains a valid prescription for the United States, because the strength of a nation is one people, one language, and one indivisible God. I am Milt, logically speaking, uncensored, saying, think about it. No, for another great absolutely, and uh, we absolutely
3: are, we have got to uh, take this from uh, the lesson that uh, just got to us when the uh, president of the United States intervened against the governor of Texas by stopping him from stop, uh, stopping uh, the the. Uh,
0: the what dikes in the in the in the in the uh, the, the Rio Grande River, a fro- a floating barrier about a thousand feet long, basically, yeah. basically to keep people from drowning while they were crossing that particular part of the river. Yeah. See the thing
3: is, what here the the, uh, the attorney generals across the nation are mm-hmm. uh, trying to get Trump for insurrection. Yeah because of the the things that happened on the uh, on the 6th of uh, January mm-hmm. the thing is that there was no armed insurrection no and there was no uh, no no uh, you know real violence there it was because the the police, actually let those people into the congressional offices. Yeah, in some parts of it, yeah. 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 So, But they're charging them with insurrection, trying to get the former president of the United States on conspiracy to to do things that, uh, you know, everybody in the country has a right to do. You have a right to, I mean, every Democrat uh, president that didn't make it, like John Kerry and yeah. Al Gore and all of every Hillary Clinton, every last one of them. Yeah, I know. Said I know. that they actually were cheated out of the election, mm-hmm.
0: and nobody uh, tried to get them for an arms erection. No, of course not. And and the thing is, remember, Phil is when you have an election that is questioned, that is your right as an American citizen. Okay, you have. You have every op- every right and opportunity. Well, you should have every opportunity, every every right to 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 uh, to avail yourself of uh, redress the, the grievances that we have to, uh, you know, against uh, you know when uh, when you find something is uh, is doesn't seem quite right as far as an election goes the numbers and that type of thing. And Trump had every right to do. Well, it's the same thing. You have a lot of states have an automatic recount when when there's a, a, a when there's a razor thin margin, and you want to make sure you get the count right. Okay, yeah. this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to make sure that uh, there was no shena- there were no shenanigans. There wasn't that the, the whole thing was the process was open and above board, which we know it was not, and we we could see it before. The election. Look what they did in Pennsylvania. Look what they did in Michigan. Yeah. And, and especially on election night, look what they did. Look what they did in Pennsylvania. Look what they did in Michigan, Georgia, uh, Arizona. I still, cannot get, I still cannot get over that. The, the, the election was called uh, in Arizona while the polls were still open and less than 5% of the vote was in. And they called it for Biden. Who made that call? Yeah. And where did they get the call? information? <laughs> uh, where did they get the information? Exactly, exactly, and uh, you you saw what happened at the at the Huntington Center. You know they wouldn't let the Republican uh, uh, observers in within a certain distance. They kept them out far enough to be where, you, where you could not read what was on the ballots. You know, and, and and that type of thing. And then they would then they would actually they blocked the windows with cardboard. Yes, yeah. you know, same in Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania was. Pretty much the same thing. But first of all, the Supreme Court screwed up and said that they were going to do the, uh, you know, that we were going to uh, let all this, all these uh, uh, reforms pass through because of COVID and that. And they stopped the counting at like, a, like 11 o'clock on election night and they didn't resume the counting until about two days later, when, which by which time the, the, the rather sizable, overwhelming majority of, of votes were in Trump's favor. And they, they, they shut down the county for two days or so, so they could print enough ballots to sway it in, uh, in uh, Biden's direction. Uh, we got uh, Dave from Howell on the line. Oh, oh, okay, well, I guess he's uh, he's not with us. But uh, anyway, uh, one thing I want to I uh, point out here in this article about Constitution Day. Okay, the law establishing the present holiday was created in 2004 with the passage of an amendment. To the omnibus spending bill of 2004, before the law was enacted, the holiday known as Citizenship Day, and celebrated on the third Sunday in May, okay, and that's what it was known as. In addition to renaming the holiday, Constitution, and Citizenship Day, the act mandates that all publicly funded educational institutions mandated, and that uh, all federal agencies provide educational programming on the history of the American Constitution on that day. In May of 05, the United States Department of Education announced the enactment of this law and that it would apply to any school receiving federal funds of any kind. So, what happened, Phil? What, what happened? Why are we dumber? <laughs> Where are we dumber? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So here's here's the the whole thing of it. We seem to have a a a branch of the government or half of the government, because we are, have a two-party system, uh-huh. that, that is determined to change the system mm-hmm. from the republic to the democracy. Mm-hmm. And they have been at it for a long time by using the, the, the personal interests of people And and making that the priority instead of the country. Yeah. And this is uh, what we see in the education system because they've they've taken over the education system and and began indoctrinating our kids and and it's never been more present Mm -hmm. and, and more evident than it is today with the The transgender uh,
0: takeover of the uh, of the school system. Yeah, and and even and Phil, even even uh, uh, people who are of the quote unquote gay persuasion, they see what's going on with these kids, and they and and they're speaking out against it. So you know something is wrong. What's happened is they've allowed the transgender people to to worm their way into their little movement. You know, and, and also, I think one of the most frightening things we see is the attempt by the left to actually erase the female gender. Can you yeah. believe that? How the hell can you do that? Well, the, uh, There's not a person on this planet in the entire history of this country that has been able to change themselves from a man to a woman or vice versa without changing their chromosomes. It's well, impossible. I think that when they took the influence of I,
3: God out of the public school and yeah, the curriculum, I think go. that it was the beginning of it, and and the, and the, it gave them the initiative that they needed to to take over the country
0: and take it out of constitutional authority and put it into mob rule. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Well, it looks like uh, we got another. Caller coming in and you know, in, in, in in the queue here. Uh, we can. Uh, I'm not sure who it is, so we'll keep it in suspense here for a moment. But uh, <laughs> okay. Joe from Wyandot. All right, Joe. All right. Uh, hey, that's right. Patriot Week starts on. Uh, that's uh, this is the uh, final day of Patriot Week. Uh, good morning, Joe. How you doing?
1: Yeah, good morning. Well, I don't know if it's a good morning or not. I actually just rolled out of bed 15 minutes ago. i got to listen back to the first half of the show on playback later. But, yeah, uh, the law, and you shall teach X. Patriot Week, exactly. Thank you to Justice Warren and Senator Mm -hmm. Colbeck, we got Patriot Week enacted in Michigan. And like I was telling Derek, uh, you know, reiterated the law you spoke of about you shall teach the Constitution and whatever. How much you want to bet that law is being ignored right now in Michigan and you know, completely ignored and then taught, like I say, the new three R's radicalism, raunch, and racism through CRT rather than, you know, arithmetic, reading, writing, history, sure. the traditional R's.
0: Yeah. Good observance, Joe. Yeah. And, 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 and Joe, uh, you know, you're absolutely right about this. The only, the only, Institution that I can think of in, this, in the entire state of Michigan that teaches mandates, and you have to have a pass a course on the Constitution in order to continue on at that particular uh, university is Hillsdale College. How does that come about?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Hills. You're right. As far as I know, also Hillsdale is the only college. If anyone's actually interested in Real political science and real history of America. That is the school you must send your child to if they're going to go to college at all. As Mike Rowe and others have said, you know, trade schools. Yeah. Christy Nome in South Dakota, they passed legislation to temporarily offer relocation credits to bring skilled tradespeople there because, you know, they need more workers, uh, skilled trade workers. Yet, it's drilled into these young skulls full of mush, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, that, you know, you've got to go get a gender study worthless piece of, you know, not worth what the roll of toilet paper is in your bathroom when you're done (laughs) and go into debt. And then Wonder why they want yeah. uh, you know uh, tuition or get bailout because you know, wow, I thought I was going to get a six figure salary job right out of school with gender studies or all yeah. these other worthless things rather than studying business or economics or yeah. anything in stem science
0: engineering exactly and and this these, these are these are these are uh, Occupations which are badly needed, but not everybody can, you know, has the has the wherewithal, uh, the, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call it, however to describe it, to be able to to successfully pass these courses and get a degree in this in these type of uh, fields to where you will be able to make enough money to uh, and to uh, to pay off your student loan and 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 uh, and make a decent living. So. Considering how that those fields are pretty much exclusive, uh, you know that leaves other fields of, of endeavor that need to be pursued that don't uh, that aren't that don't offer uh, that don't offer the financial uh, you know payback that you would get in a in, in a situation like you're an engineer or, or uh, any other any of these other advanced fields, uh, you know. So yeah, trade schools excellent, um, you know, and and you, you can go to computer school for crying out loud. A you can the do all they, that uh, online
1: now, even, for crying out loud. Know. You know how the left always joked about, hey, we're putting the coal industry out of business. We're putting the oil, learn the code. Well, you know what? It's time we send some of these uh, left-wing loons home, and you learn the code. How about all you moron <laughs> writers striking point, You Hollywood Good. actors? Learn the code. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Joe, that's, that's really that—that's great, great observation. Yeah, and I think great advice for our uh, for our friends in the ivory towers. So, uh, but we're we're a little bit late on the Edwards notebook. So we'll uh, we'll have to let you go for now. But we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Have a all great all right, Constitution long you, brothers. Day, brothers. Take
1: care. God bless.
0: Okay. Take care. Also. you. Okay, and also bear in mind also that this is also uh, tomorrow also marks an observance of the Battle of Antietam which was the bloodiest single day of battle in American history. 23,000 soldiers dead, uh, wounded, or missing in a little town called Sharpsburg, Maryland. And uh, it's, a, it's a great place to visit. The great memorial of the battlefield is, is fantastic. And with that, we're going to go to the uh, Edwards Notebook. So take it away, Derek. <laughs>
2: When a sovereign individual, a private sector organization, or even a legitimate government has a tried and true good idea, it doesn't have to be forced upon any adult in possession of reasonable intelligence. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. When we the people are inundated with government mandates and rumors of government mandates, which, by the way, are not laws, I am immediately reminded that if, for example, coronavirus jabs were good for us, we would only need to learn about the benefits and be free to partake or not partake. If law-abiding sovereign adults were safer without guns, they would not be bullied by government officials like the governor of New Mexico into not publicly carrying their weapons and would voluntarily dispose of all firearms So it seems that the logical conclusion is for all well-intentioned individuals to understand that when officials seek to force you to do something against your will and common sense, perhaps it would behoove you to at best trust but verify or reject out of hand any effort of government or global organizations to force you to obey their mandates. The life you save and the unalienable rights you protect may be your own.
4: Think, McFly, think!
2: I'm... Ron
4: Edwards.
3: And, and we are back. And thanks again for a great, great commentary by Ron Edwards. The guy, he said right on their head every time. He nails it, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he sure does. And as well as Milk, uh, the thing is that yep. the, the people out there have got to understand that it is up to them. Stop this nonsense that we see going on now. Look at uh, just recently, we're talking about the country going, having a two trillion dollar deficit. How do we do this? I know, <laughs> and, 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 and they've got to be lying to us mm-hmm. because what's the
0: deficit of Michigan? you know with this administration you don't know because they they are they have their they have their thumbs on the scale every which way from loose okay you, you, you can't you can't pin them down they're the, the reason why but but the reason why
3: i say that is because <laughs> as you and i know that uh, that there is a federal law that says that these states have to balance their budget every yes, day. Yes, exactly. Yeah. How is it that we allow this government in Michigan to run a um, more than $50 million but a deficit? Mm-hmm. How is that possible?
0: <sighs> Look who's in charge. <laughs> well, Yeah. And, and and look who put them there. This the, the citizen of the great state of Michigan. We are not gonna come around and say every voter, hey, you know, put a gun to their head and say, vote for me. You allowed yourselves to be drawn in to be fl- flim-flammed and bamboozled by all these great promises, you know, we're gonna we're gonna protect the right to to kill your unborn child. Forget about this reproductive freedom for all stuff. We're gonna uh, play around with the electoral process. We're gonna be doing all this kind of stuff so that we can usher in the dictatorship of the Democrats. So uh,
3: the other other thing is that we as, as, as citizens have, have been kept from the, with this nonsense of uh, green energy, of the Green New Deal, and all of that, here we are—the the one uh, asset that we have they are they they putting it aside and, and stopping using it.
0: Well, folks, we've reached the end of another broadcast. Uh, thanks to uh, for listening, and uh, thanks to uh, Joe for calling in, lending your input. Uh, we'll be talking to you next week, uh, same bad time, same bad channel, and uh, hopefully our, our technical difficulties will be a thing of the past by then, such as they were. Uh, take care. God bless everyone. Have a great, folks' execution day tomorrow. The people of Michigan and people in the United States
3: have got to react and act. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham talks 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.